You're cruising down the highway, windows rolled down, tunes blasting from the radio. You're in the zone and living the dream. Suddenly, your car sputters, coughs, and throws a wrench in your whole day. Tow trucks, repair bills, the dream turns into a nightmare. Don't wait until car trouble steals your peace of mind. Visit CarShield now at carshield.com carlson. For nearly 20 years, CarShield has helped millions of drivers avoid the stress of major repairs. They offer plans covering up to 5,000 parts and systems, from your engine and transmission to electronics and more, all for a low monthly rate that fits your budget. CarShield plans also include unlimited miles, 24-7 roadside assistance, and rental options. Get peace of mind now. Visit CarShield online at carshield.com slash carlson. Join millions of customers and contact CarShield now to save 20%. Visit carshield.com slash carlson. That's carshield.com slash carlson. Visit now. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its free fall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD, to 65532. Hey, Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Tuesday, October 24th, 2023. Stand up for your country. Before we get to the talking points memo, a couple of breaking stories I just want to bring you up to date on. It looks like uh, the Republicans are going to nominate Minnesota Congressman Tom Emmer to be speaker. He is what they call the House Whip. That sounds kind of ominous, but a whip is basically a rules guy. And he um, or she uh, alerts Congress people to what the protocols are and things like that in their own parties. So we tape in the late afternoon, as you know. Um, and, you know, the Republicans are running around trying to get the votes. They need 217. Some people don't like them. It's the same old stuff. But we're on it. Secondly, a woman named Jenna Ellis, who uh, represented Donald Trump uh, in some legal matters after the 20 election, has pleaded guilty to Georgia election crimes. Apparently, she tried to persuade um, senators and legislators in the state of Georgia not to certify the election based on false information. She says she was given the information by other people, but in a court of law, that doesn't stand. She got five years probation. Now, I'm looking into this a little deeper. I'll have a little bit more for you tomorrow. 
uh, but as the third person convicted in the Georgia case. And now the memo. The ceasefire people, okay, are they worthy or are they simply virtue signalers who know nothing? Here are some famous faces. You'll know them right away. Pope Francis, Channing Tatum, actor, Alyssa Milano, activist, actress, Congresswoman Cori Bush, Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib. They all want to cease fire, okay? And they say, no, 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 we can't have the Israeli military go in and try to destroy Hamas. No, can't do that. Well, let's go to the casual count first. October 7th. 1,400 Israeli citizens murdered by Hamas. 1,400. Okay, almost 5,000 wounded. Israeli kidnapped and held hostage 222. Americans killed 32, most of whom were living in Israel. Americans kidnapped 13, as far as we know. Could be more. Palestinians killed and injured, we don't know, because there's no reliable information coming out of there. Hamas controls the information flow. You can't believe a word they say. Now, if Pope Francis had his way, I assume all fighting would stop, all shooting would stop. Now, do I criticize the Pope for that? No, I don't. His job is to be a man of peace. So he would like to see all the killing stop. That makes sense, but it cannot stop. And now we go out of theological musings into the real world. See, the Pope doesn't really live in the real world. He lives in the theological world. His job is to spread the gospel. He's not a politician. The others are whatever. I mean, the actors and actresses and the nutty Congress people we mentioned, I mean, they all have their own agenda. But anyway, if there were a ceasefire, that means Hamas remains intact. It isn't destroyed. So what's to stop it from doing the same thing on Thanksgiving or Christmas or any day? Now, if you're an Israeli citizen, you got thousands of people who want to kill you just a few miles away armed with rockets, okay, because the ceasefire... There wouldn't be any capitulation of weapons. And that's not a way to live. You can't run a country like that. I mean, come on. And I wrote the book Killing the Killers, and I hope you read it. If you haven't read it, you know, you got to get it. If you really want to understand how the United States annihilated ISIS and Al-Qaeda. We annihilated them. We didn't cease fire. Same thing as the Third Reich. There's no difference between the Third Reich, the Nazis, and Hamas. They both wanted to kill Jews. What's the difference? No difference. Okay? So we annihilated the Nazi party. They surrendered unconditionally. We executed some of their leadership. We took all their weapons. And to this day... You cannot have any symbols of the Nazi party in Germany. It's against the law. So I'm not really understanding the ceasefire thing here at all. Are these people dumb? Are they? Maybe. Do they not know 
that you can't go in and butcher women and children and then have a ceasefire? As I mentioned yesterday, did we have a ceasefire after 9-11? We did not. The American people would never have stood for it. So anyway, um, to me, it's such a clear issue. But there's one more point that I want to make, and this is on the other side. Netanyahu and the Israeli government let their people down by not getting enough intelligence to prevent this thing. They have to explain that to the world. They haven't thus far. Now, when the Israelis go into Gaza, and they will, they can't kill civilians. But Hamas are going to hide behind the civilians. You see what they do. So it's got to be patient and surgical. You've got to obey the so-called rules of war that came out of the Geneva Convention. That makes it very, very tough on the Israeli military. Very tough. Because like the U.S. war in Iraq, you can't tell who's going to fire at you or shoot a rocket at you. Under the robes, you don't know. So it's a really difficult. So Israel's strategy has to be very selective. They've got to have targets dismantle. They're looking for weapons caches. Obviously, got to hide those weapons somewhere. And then if they have identified Hamas terrorists, they got to kill them. But you got to take it slow. You can't be piling up bodies of women and children in Palestine. Because then you'll lose. Israel will lose. Israel knows this. But it's one thing to theoretically say it like I am. And the other thing is when you're walking into Gaza, it's dangerous. So Israel can win this if it is ultra careful and smart. Don't have to do this in a day, but you have to do it. And that's a memo. I hope I'm not excommunicated by Rome, but, you know, I got to tell the truth. And I think the Pope would admire me for doing that. I, he knows who I am. I don't know if he gets reports about what we say here, but he certainly knows. All right, so the New York Times admitting that it uh, totally screwed up its hospital, Gaza hospital report, by blaring a headline that Israel destroyed the hospital, which, as we now know, isn't true. So it is now verifiable evidence that the hospital was hit by a terrorist rocket. But the New York Times, when this all happened, um, boom, they said, uh, Israel did it according to Hamas. According to Hamas? Come on. It's ridiculous. All right. Here's what I said shortly after the New York Times put that headline out there. Go. Now, there is a way to report a story like this. And you come on and News Nation did it. So you guys know. You basically say a hospital was destroyed. We have not been able to confirm who destroyed it. Each side is blaming the other. Is that unreasonable, Cuomo, to report the story that no. way?
No, that's how you do it. That's journalism 101. Now, the New York Times knows that, but they did it anyway. But now they're apologizing. Okay, put it on a full screen. Here's their apology. Quote, given the sensitive nature of the news during a widening conflict and the prominent promotion it received. This is the hospital headline. Times editors should have taken more care with the initial presentation, have been more explicit about what information could be verified, unquote. Yeah, okay, well, that's yesterday you put that out. Took you two weeks to figure that out? All right, now here's the reason the Times put out that editor's note. It's Jewish readership, very high, because the New York Times publishes just for liberal people. No independents, no conservatives. It's 100% liberal paper. Everyone knows that. That's where they make their money. Their Jewish readership is just furious. That's why they put out that statement. Now, maybe there's some editor in there who's contrite, but I haven't seen that person on any news program. Have you? I mean, if I'm the editor of the New York Times, I go out and say, I'm sorry. This should never have happened. Have you seen that? No. Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has a over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKSeedKits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. ArcSeedKits.com. Hollywood is under siege, covertly compromised by a global adversary. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream to the world is now making nightmares a reality. The American way of life is being censored by the Chinese Communist Party. Some films have scenes completely altered. Other films have lost their funding or been canceled altogether. Some actors have been banned from China for supporting human rights. Hollywood Takeover is a documentary brought to you by the Epoch Times, revealing how the CCP has infiltrated major movie studios. Join Chris Fenton, a former Hollywood executive, and Tiffany Meyer, an investigative news reporter, through their journey in exposing how the film industry gradually lost its integrity on its path to profits. Don't miss the most important documentary ever made about Hollywood. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free on HollywoodTakeover.com slash Bill. That's HollywoodTakeover.com slash B-I-L-L. All right, President Biden has nothing to do today. I mean, I'm, I'm almost tempted to call him up and say, look, I'll come on in and, and you know, liven up your day. We'll have a discussion, but nothing to do. Um, 6 p.m., he's going to meet the uh, prime minister of uh, Australia and his wife. And tomorrow will be a big dinner. And we'll tell you about the dinner tomorrow. Those are always uh, big dog and pony shows. But the president, you know, I guess he's watching the Middle East closely, which he should be. Uh, Hunter Biden, 
Matt uh, Pro began again today, House Judiciary Committee, Jim Jordan, and they interviewed Martin Estrada, the U.S. attorney in California who refused to cooperate with the U.S. attorney in Delaware, David Weiss, in investigating Hunter Biden. Boy, would I like to be in that Q&A, but it's private. I'm sure it'll leak out. We'll have it tomorrow for you. But there's uh, Martin Estrada. Hey, no, I'm not helping you out, Dave. Even though we're on the same team in the Justice Department. And, and where's Merrick Garland? Merrick could have picked up the phone and said, hey, Martin, you got to help Dave. <laughs> no, Merrick Garland didn't do it. But I want to know where Matthew Graves and Fatima Graves are. This is bigger than Martin Estrada. They, Matthew Graves is the U.S. attorney in D.C. who also told David Weiss to take a hike. And there's his wife, Fatima, who's visited the White House about 28 times. Are you kidding me? What's that all about? Can we get those folks in there to the House Judiciary Committee, Jim Jordan? Can we? All right. So I said in uh, early September, that this autumn was not going to be good for the president of the United States. Go. But let's get into the swing here, because fall, it's going to be a really sketchy time for President Biden. And I don't know what's going to happen. I don't want to speculate or do all this stuff, but I know it's not going to be good. And it's not good. And it's going to get worse. So the age and the uh, disorder all over the world, combined with the money to the Biden family. I don't know if he makes it to Christmas. I don't know. All right, crime, no punishment. Now, there is disorder in the world. That's what Ukraine and, and the Middle East is all about. Disorder, creating chaos, creating violence, murdering innocent people. But in the United States, we got it. We got it in almost every urban center, all right? Disorder on the streets. So the National Sheriff's Association wrote a letter to the Biden administration on September 21st and said, hey, we need White House leadership to stop the growing disorder in America. Did you hear about this? I bet you did not. That letter from the Sheriff's Association got zero media coverage. Now, they recommend five things that the White House do. Number one, combat illegal drug importation, close the open border. Number two, prosecute gun crimes. Number three, change the mindset of violators. That's impossible unless you punish them. So I'm assuming that's what the Sheriffs want. Mental health crisis, again, law enforcement, that's not what law enforcement does. And the final thing is reevaluate the failed experiment of no bail, which is colossal in this growing disorder. So I asked my staff, uh, you know, find me a really good guest. And, I, and we did. But before I bring him in, and this guy's top shelf, all right? I'm going to give you my theory about the disorder thing, and it comes down to drug addiction. I'm backing the theory up with stats as I always do. All right. 
of all criminal offenders in the USA abuse drugs or alcohol. 80%. 95% return to drug use after they get out of prison. Okay? Each year in America, there are 600,000 victims of child abuse and neglect. 600,000 kids. All right? Um, most of those are children of substance abusers. Okay. All right, that's one in eight kids. And finally, the um, National Center on Substance Abuse and Child Welfare put out a stat that children removed from their homes, taken out by the state, all right, has risen from 13% in the year 2000 to 20% now, one in five. So the scourge of drug addiction drives crime and it drives child abuse. Now joining us now from New Jersey is Dr. John Shane. He's a professor at the John Jay College of Criminal Justice, 15 years there. And then before that, he was a captain in the Newark, New Jersey Police Department, uh, where he spent 20 years. Now, Newark, New Jersey is, is an epicenter for narcotics use um, and always has been. Poverty level there is high. So, doctor, I, I submit to you that in order to drive down public disorder and in order to get crime under control in the urban centers, You've got to be tougher on narcotics importation and drug use. Am I wrong? No, I think you have some valid points. Importation, trafficking are some of the most uh, pernicious things that can happen at a local level. The reality is that the federal government, unfortunately, has a very limited role in controlling local issues. I agree 100% that they have to do things at the border um, and not, not just the southern border, but the northern border as well. We see what's going on. So all, all uh, border. border well, let, let, yeah, me, let me ask you specifically, when you saw the first year of the Biden administration that there was an essentially open border with record amounts of fentanyl, heroin, cocaine, and methamphetamine coming across, wouldn't a guy like you, a professor at John Jay, all right, say, maybe we should close that border and make it harder for the cartels to get drugs in here? Isn't that a logical progression? Not, not only that, that's something I study. It's called situational crime prevention. And the whole idea behind it is blocking opportunities for crime to occur. Okay. And we know that hardening targets and those sorts of things relate directly. But to the Biden administration has not done it after three years. Nothing. Well, Bill, the, 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 the politics um, are rearing its ugly head. He, he has an ulterior motive and he's what not do, interested. What do you think that in is? I, I think that is um, allowing, allowing a, a certain level of disorder at the local level to occur and then coming in and trying to use government as the savior once they're here and creating another class of addicted people and that is addicted to government. Um, operations. All right. You think that uh, that they they're doing this almost intentionally so they can ride into the rescue. There is no rescue. Now, 
You know and I know that local police departments like Newark depend on block grants from the federal government. All right. Correct. Everyone. So really, the feds have a lot of power in state and local decisions. They can cut off those grants. For example, in Philadelphia, right. all right, where you have a DA, Krasner, who won't just simply will not charge crime, criminals or crimes. And if they're addicted to drugs, they walk. Okay, well, That's you go right. to a drug treatment or you do this. Oh, you beat up the old lady and you took all her money. That's okay. You're not going to do any time. You'll go to some phony drug rehab thing, not even inpatient, outpatient. You take your heroin and then you go on in for an hour. That's okay. Old ladies in the hospital, traumatized, life will never be the same. This is so outrageous if people understood how many innocent United States citizens are harmed by drug addicts. And the drug addicts don't pay any price. The people you're talking about, Bill, the prosecutors and um, and their and their associates are an extension of exactly what's going on with the White House administration. There, there's there's no commitment to the certainty of punishment. Now we've known for a long time in the research community that the certainty of punishment, as opposed to the severity of punishment is deterrent to criminal behavior. There has to be some element of certainty. The idea, which is what the NSA was getting at when they talked about changing uh, behavior, this idea that it's almost certain I'm going to be punished if I get caught. And then fortifying police departments with the ability to actually catch people, and once they do, that there's a certainty of apprehension and there's a certainty of punishment. Those things are, are lacking. The progressive movement, and I'm sure you see it in John Jay, okay? The progressive movement throws that out, saying yeah. that if you do that, you're racist because right. most criminals are people of color. So therefore, they shouldn't be punished because society made them take the heroin, all right, and sell the fentanyl on the street. We're going to leave them alone. That's the mindset, correct? That that is that is correct. There's a lot of that, and that is the overwhelming post George Floyd sentiment. Um, the it seems that the entire criminal justice system is is taking a beating over the actions of a rogue police officer in one city. That that's just should not have happened. They, uh, they but, absolutely but seized upon that, there's no doubt. Now, I wrote a paper when I was at Harvard on Singapore. I traveled to Singapore. They have no drug problem there. They have no um, social disorder in Singapore. It is a fascist country, okay? That has to be stated. But their basic law is this. If you are addicted to drugs and they can drug test you on the spot, they don't need a warrant or anything like that, okay? You go to mandatory rehab, inpatient rehab. They have camps. Not many anymore because there aren't drug addicts in Singapore. They all went to Malaysia, which lets you do what you want. Okay, can you see that ever happening in the United States where if you are caught in a commission of a crime, you have drugs in your system, you've got to go to mandatory rehab. You're off the street. The market collapses. I can see that as a as a consequence of conviction. Yes, I can't see it as as an intrusion upon liberty 
at the behest of a police officer at the scene of something upon conviction. Yeah, I can I can see that. I agree with you. I would not. You have to have a presumption of innocence, but the conviction. All right. Yeah. Means in addition to serving your sentence, whatever it may be. OK, you got to go out because they're not going to. I mean, in New York and you know this, you can you can you can hurt severely hurt a person. All right. Trying to mug them or, or take whatever they want, stabbing, even stabbing them. You're not going to do time. You're not going to do time. It's insane. Well, didn't we see that, Last though? word. Last didn't word. didn't we see that with the uh, the bodega uh, homicide? Yeah, yeah. Where the man was held. It's a classic example of, of that sort of thing, where the victim was was the one that was charged with the crime. I, it can't happen. Um, it cannot continue to happen. And and the unfortunate side before uh, there is any reform is that you're going to see more victims pile up. You bet. Um, and, and then there'll be change. And at the top of that food chain is Joe Biden, who does not care, in my opinion. Doctor, good discussion. Thanks very much. We really appreciate it. Another record month for uh, border intrusions. Uh, September, uh, there were, let's get that number, um, 2.4. Oh, no, this is for the fiscal year. 2.4 million migrants in the fiscal year 223, which just ended. Okay. Um, in September, we had... The stats are eluding me. 270,000 encounters in September. Record. Record. And everyone, every day, uh, according to the uh, Border Patrol, 1,125 people just get away. Now, I don't know where they come up with that. But this is another flood of humanity here. And just like crime, Joe Biden, nothing. How could you possibly vote for this man again? It, it wouldn't matter if Casper the Friendly Ghost were running against him. Did you know every day is a perfect day for peace of mind? With American Home Shield Warranty, you are covered for unexpected breakdowns like leaky faucets or faulty water heaters. Choose a plan that fits your budget and rest easy knowing repairs and replacements are taken care of. Simply contact American Home Shield when an issue arises and their trusted pros will handle it according to your coverage. Don't let worries about appliances and home systems weigh you down. Celebrate the reassurance of protection. Don't worry, be warranty. For 20% off plans, visit ahs.com bill. For more details, see ahs.com contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. New Jersey residents, the product is being offered is a service contract and is separate and distinct from any product or service warranty, which may be provided by the home builder or manufacturer. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been delivering on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices of America's greatest heroes. Heroes who put their lives on the line to protect our country and our communities. Heroes like Bristol, Connecticut Police Sergeant Dustin DeMonte. After responding to a domestic violence incident, he sustained fatal gunshot wounds. He left behind his expectant wife and two children. 
Thanks to the generosity of people like you, Tunnel to Towers paid the mortgage on the DeMonte family home, lifting a financial burden. As his loved ones mourned the decorated officer's loss, they welcomed a miracle, the child he would never get to meet. So many families need your help. Please help America's heroes and their young families. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good in their honor. 95 cents out of every dollar you donate goes to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. All right. Economy. Bidenomics. Car owners falling behind on payments. Highest rate ever. Okay. 6.11% in uh, September 1st this year are behind 60 days on their car loans. Can't pay. Can't pay. Highest ever. Nobody had any money. Because they're paying all the money on the essentials. And Joe Biden, oh, Bidenomics are great. Okay? Smart life. So coffee. <laughs> A lot of Americans are obsessed with coffee. I don't really know how this happened. In, in Britain, they're obsessed with tea. They like their tea. But we dumped all their tea in the harbor, and, and we went the coffee route. So in my town, four coffee places. Walk in. You can pay as much as $12 for a cup of coffee. Average is about five. All right? And they don't even give you that big a cup. It's just like this. But there's a study out of the University of Singapore. Sorry about Singapore getting a lot of airtime. All right, 12,000 participants between the ages of 45 and 74. If you drink four cups of coffee, this study says that you will not be as frail in your old age. That the caffeine will fortify you and make you a macho or machette person. Machette would be feminine. Is that offensive? I'm not sure. Anyway. Um, so four cups of coffee or tea, because tea has caffeine, are going to load you up because once you reach a certain age, you start to get more frail. Okay? Um, do I believe this? No. <laughs> but I don't have any data to back it up. So here's my take. Coffee is Okay, but you don't want to become addicted to caffeine, and you can. If you drink four cups of coffee, four healthy cups a day, you're going to get addicted to it. So don't do that. Also, if you drink coffee the latter part of the day, you're not going to be able to go to sleep. Decaf, okay, but four cups of caffeine-laden coffee, smart life, and plus, if you buy it out, it's 20 bucks. And you got to put a little tip in a jar, too, or the person is going to give you the eye. So I drink one to two cups of coffee a day. All right? I do. Not every day. I never drink coffee in a restaurant, ever. Number one, it's usually bad. Number two, it's usually five bucks. I'm not paying five bucks. My coffee downstairs, here, I got the studio in my house, um, cost about 40 cents a cup. It's good. Okay, so I'm not buying a study, but I could be wrong. Stay in history, October 24th, 1929, 
Black Thursday. You know what Black Thursday was? Stock market crashed. I mean, boom. Okay? And millions of Americans were wiped out. How did it happen? So during the roaring 20s, where everybody was getting drunk on bootlegged booze, they were also buying stocks. And the stock market from 1921 to 1929, boom, way up. And people made money. So people started to buy stocks on borrowed money. They didn't have the cash to buy the stock, so they borrowed it. And then when things started to totter, they couldn't pay the money back. And then it started to mount. So 94 years ago today, the whole thing crashed. There was no federal insurance in the bank system. And half of the nation's banks failed, 7,000. So if you had money in those banks, wiped out. I got wiped out earlier this year on KeyBank or whatever it was when I went bankrupt. I had stock. Stock went to zero. I lost my investment. I didn't have a lot of it. Boy, was I angry. Ooh, because I had no clue. Right? It was in trouble. But millions of Americans had all their savings in these banks. The banks closed. They're screwed. Now we have FDIC insurance up to $250,000. So if you have your money in a bank, you'll get it back from the federal government if the bank goes south. If you have more than two fifty, dollars you'll lose it. Very important point. Anyway, the depression continues, okay? At one point, between 25 and 33% of Americans were out of work. Hard to tabulate it because there were a lot of um, money changing hands and bartering and things like that. But between 25 and 33, didn't have a job. And there was no welfare. And there were no food stamps. And there was no anything. Okay? So you starved. Herbert Hoover, president, when this collapsed, his thing was, I'm not helping him. Self-reliance. So FDR came in for terms, turned it all around, but really World War II. And this is an amazing historical occurrence. That put the economy and the stock market back on the growth pattern because we had to make so many things to beat the Japanese and the Germans. Okay? So anyway, the crash, Black Thursday, 94 years ago, today. All right. I got a good mail segment, and, uh, you know, we try to do these final thoughts so they help you. And we have one tonight. All right? Back in a moment. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day. And we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Let's go to the mail. Uh, we got a concierge member, Larry. Didn't the UN and the Pope do similar to what the actors did, virtue signaling? They all want peace now that the terrorists have done their killing and kidnapping. Right. I mean, that, that's what the memo was all about. But I don't I'm not that cynical. I don't think the pope is sitting there in the Vatican going, you know, I, I, I want pain uh, to be 
come to uh, Israel. I, I, these people, including Pope Francis, do not understand the world, in my humble opinion. The Pope understands theology. He does. But he doesn't understand the world that we are living in now, where evil dominates over good. It does. D. Allen, Dallas, Texas, Big O. The United States is funding two wars, Ukraine uh, and Israel. Which war is more important? They're both linked in. I, see, I didn't object to uh, Biden's speech where he equated Ukraine with Israel because they're all about world disorder. All right, Putin, a war criminal. How many thousands of people, innocent people have died because of Putin? War criminal. Boom, like this. Um, what he wants to do is just go in and subjugate nations. I'm going to do it. Okay, got to stop him. Hamas, flat out terrorists. Flat out. And it's not revenge, it's retribution. There's a difference. Dave Z, Tokyo, Japan. Hey, Bill, the media is obsessed with the 200 hostages being held by Hamas and expecting the Israeli force to change battle plans accordingly. As you report in your excellent book, Killing the Killers, terrorists are fond of killing hostages at the last moment before they're being rescued. The more value the media places upon the hostages, the more valuable they become to the terrorists. I don't know. I think that you have to try to get everything you can to get these innocent people away from the harm that will befall them. Man, every day harm is befalling them. I understand what you're saying, but the media can't ignore that. It's a huge humanitarian story, and it's also damning to Hamas. Who's holding the hostages? Now Hamas can say, hey, we're going to release all the hostages, but you can't come in here to Gaza. That's the deal. We'll make it, a trade. No, that you can't do. Vince Alano, Illinois, uh, we didn't cease fire after the Japanese bomb Pearl Harbor. The reason the world is in turmoil is because President Biden's brain is in turmoil. Biden's not responsible directly for Hamas. Hamas has been there long before Biden. You can make a case that Biden's weakness encourages disorder. And I have made that case. Mike Concierge, remember I had a friend come back from San Diego State after visiting her daughter. She had to explain to her daughter what was going on in Israel because she and her friends were clueless. Mm. Most college campuses are dialed into this at least somewhat. San Diego is a nice place. They might be surfing out there. I don't know. David, Matt Gates exposed the swamp rats in the Republican Party by ousting the speaker the same way Trump exposed the vast corruption in Washington. Oh, ah. Well, okay, you're entitled to your opinion, but Gates did tremendous damage to the Republican Party. He did. Barbara Williams, Lake Oswego, Oregon, right outside of Portland, nice place to live. Do you, O'Reilly, write all of your daily messages? I write everything, Barbara. We don't have writers here. Now, I do allow my staff 
to put out stuff, but it says staff writ. But my message, my columns, this program, all written by me. John Rental, Savannah, Georgia. After finishing Killing the Witches, it occurred to me the real savages weren't the Native Americans, but the new arrivals from England. I had no idea of the complete lack of justice displayed. It is parallel to today's cancel culture, and we make that point, of course. I, you make an interesting point about the Native Americans and who was worse, the Puritans who were murdering people for nothing, or the Native Americans who usually said, look, you're not going to take my land over, I'm going to fight for it. I, I think I'm siding with you on that. All right, BillOReilly.com store. You want signed books for the holiday gift-giving deal? Please get those orders in now. So my hand, which is gnarly to begin with, you know, I got to sign all these things. And um, I'm not whining about it. I, you know, but if you want them, I'm going to cut it off earlier this year, the signed book deal, because it, it just, there's so many that I have to do. So get that order in now. Last three days for the Fall Madness Bundle, Killing the Legends, Killing the Killers, book that I hope you read. I want you to read Legends, too. It's very entertaining. Any mug of your choice, $42.95. That is going to disappear on Friday. Word of the day, no honey fungal. <laughs> I love this word. Honey fuggle. F-U-G-G-L-E. Combine them. It's one word. No honey fuggle. And writing to me, Bill O'Reilly. Bill at BillOReilly.com. Bill at BillOReilly.com. Name in town if you wish to opine. Right back with the final thought. All right, here is the final thought of the day. So we have this concierge program, and we have thousands of people in it. And basically, you pay us a fee. You get a free book, Killing the Witches, or any other book I've ever written. We'll send it to you for free. And if you have a problem in your life, I will try to help you with the problem. It's like an insurance policy, a social insurance policy, for a very little amount of money. <clears throat> there are two themes emerging, and we answer the letters. You get a direct, different email to us, and I answer within 24 hours usually. Two things. Most concierge members are unprepared for disaster. Not prepared. You've got to know that in every life, bad things happen. The only way to back yourself up is to have money put away to protect yourself. If you're broke, you are going to get hosed. You've got to have that fund. It's a disaster fund. The second theme is many, I wouldn't say most, of the concierge people who write to me, want somebody else to solve their problem. That's not going to happen. Unless you're a kid, then your parents will come in. But if you're an adult and you're into a bad situation, you're going to have to get yourself out of it. The key is, how do you do that? That's where I come in. I tell you, this is where you go. Here's who can help you. But I don't have a magic wand to make it go away. You have to. Take it upon yourself to do what is necessary to solve the problem. 
but I will give you very specific guidance. A lot of people go, oh, no, I want somebody else to do it. Nobody's going to do it. Self-reliance, one of the most important attributes, and it's not taught in any school, and the progressives hate it, but you've got to have it. Thank you very much for watching and listening to us today. We'll see you again tomorrow.